When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Podcast Maneuver, the officially unofficial podcast for Star Trek Picard on Paramount Plus, CBS All Access. What happened to CBS All Access? Is that still a thing? It got, it got assimilated. Got assimilated? It's Shit. Partially? technological distinction, distinctiveness was added to the uh, to Paramount's own. Yeah. I'm going to say it's still kicking around, though, and they've got... It's probably it's a 99%, Go. and then they pulled the plug... So it, it's probably HBO Go or HBO Now, where like for some kind of contractual reason yeah. it's still operating. But why the fuck are you not on Max? You know, right, right. Yeah, there's no point. Uh, anyway, yeah. So we're here to talk about season two, episode three, titled "Assimilation." Uh, Aaron, what do you think of this episode? Ass lamination. I'm always in favor <sighs> of laminating asses. Hmm. Um, you know. There's stuff I like in this episode, uh, which uh-huh. is kind of the exploration of modern day problems through the lens of Star Trek, mm-hmm. which I, you know, I, I, th- I think can come across heavy handed or cringy. But honestly, looking back, mostly that's kind of how Trek rolls. Like it's it's not very subtle. It's uh, going to a planet where one half of a race's face is literally black and the other half is white and the other half is the same except for opposite. They fucking hate each other. Like, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty broad. Uh, I like that stuff. But there's some stuff like I continue to be this Agnes, man. She's a lot. And <laughs> the Borg Queen. I don't I don't understand the Borg Queen. I guess it's like this goes back to the parable of the scorpion, like, you know, scorpion swimming on the frog's back and it stings even it can't help itself. Yeah. But man, that just makes the Borg Queen so fucking stupid and delusional in this episode where she don't even have legs (laughs) and she's dictating like you need me. And I'm like, you've lost your whole empire, man. This is just like an offshoot fucking bullshit. Dark mirror universe of our you've lost your whole goddamn empire. You're acting like you can dictate terms. No, I've got I got some theories on what they might be getting theories? at here. I got theories, man. Yeah, uh, we'll see if any of them pan out, but they might be cool if they come true. I like the Picard's at least staying like I'm not negotiating with you legless yeah. terrorists. I, I, I I'm I'm uh, I, I'm glad I'm glad of that anyway. But I just like I don't understand her angle. I don't understand why <laughs> she thinks, especially now that Girardi picked her mental pockets. Right. Um, yeah, no, nobody thinks yeah. in those parables that like, oh, the scorpion's super smart and cool, right? <laughs> oh, no, you stung, the, you stung the back and you killed both of you. It's it's idiotic. Yeah. But if it's literally that way, it just makes the Borg so much dumber. You know, they're not cold and cr- mm-hmm. calculating. Right. And it, it's one thing to like, if the scorpion stung the frog the minute they touched the, the, the shore, like, you know what? You did everything I asked you to, and I'm still fucking you because fuck you. That's why. Yeah. But the middle of the river, the scorpions. <laughs> is, yeah, he's stupid. I didn't think uh-huh. the Borg were 
stupid. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how. But it that's plays the problem. Out. The Borg have been kind of stupid ever since First Contact. Awesome movie, but it kind of permanently crippled the Borg by making them just as dumb as humans are. You know, yeah, to the flesh, etc. And then there's like other things I like in this episode, um, and things I don't like. I don't know. It, it seems like it, it's my fault for not liking or for, for not seeing some of the things that were bound to happen in this episode. Cause like last episode we saw where they left us with the cliffhanger with the guns pointed at everybody. And we're like, yeah. Oh God. Now we have to go through a cycle where they're going to get taken to jail and we're going to have an episode that delay. And I forgot this is television. They just punch each other out and literally yeah. any character can fight themselves out of any situation. Yeah. Doesn't matter what the odds are. Um, and they just do that. Disintegrate, disintegrate, disintegrate. You're yep. out of it. It's television. Um, I will say I'm, I'm, you know, I'm still lamenting. I'm still in the, the morning phase for old Star Trek because mm. yeah, you get a little bit of like, okay, Rafi beams down and she's in like this homeless camp, but she's punching people out. She's getting robbed, robbing, <laughs> robbing the robbers. Um, right. and, and then, you know, she meets up with seven and they're talking about like, Oh, I never understood how society lasted this long with all this idiocy in it. Um, <laughs> and and I'm, I'm cool with that. I don't know. I guess that works. Yeah, how is it that? I'm, I'm just like, how is it different? It's just it, Star Trek, you know? Well, I, I like, no, that that part is like, like the Riker old Star Trek that I like. But then where he wore pretty dresses and the females wore sh- shoulder pads and he wore uh, like necklaces and earrings and they fucked like like it, they, he got fucked like a girl. Like, mm-hmm. what if what if literally gender dynamics were the same as Earth, only opposite? Like, it's it's pretty broad. Yeah, it, it is. But I, I like that stuff. And, and Star Trek used to be about that. Right. Um, Star Trek now seems to be pretty far from about that. It's more about image images, um, like mm. the really really impressive images right like i they they want everything to look just so and and impress you with it um like like another sci-fi uh series but like i I look at scenes where the borg queen reattaches with the hoses and gets pulled up and then becomes this larger than life thing i'm like yeah that's cool but is that star trek I don't know because the first contact is kind of to blame and it's my favorite of the Star Trek movies, but it had both, right? It had a nice mix of Picard, you know, fighting his his own inner uh, humanity and then the things that are holding him back emotionally and and, uh, mentally. But then it also had those images of like the Borg Queen walking, uh, being dropped down from the ceiling into her armor um, and Data, you know, having the skin replaced, all those things. I... I think there's a place for that, but it seems like it's leaned too far into the style over substance for me. Um, Mm. And Picard, those first two episodes, I thought, okay, this is a lot more like what I was hoping to get out of a Star Trek where we can just kind of explore Picard's psyche a little bit. This episode is not doing that. This episode is going right back to Picard's season one where Romulans are sliding around in their socks and, and you just want to show big fancy images and i that doesn't excite me 
Well, what do you think about the? Because like when they do go back to 21st century America, LA, they do do a lot of social commentary uh-huh. in terms of homelessness and Rios with like the... con, con, and, and and especially juxtaposed with like the aspiration for the stars. Sure. And Rios, you know, uh, being undocumented and. And what that that means in this particular time when you got ice up your ass. Um, I thought that stuff is like classic Star Trek. Like it, you, you, but you're, you're right. Is juxtaposed with this other stuff. I suppose um, it's not that I mean, far. There's off. also like the, the there's also the tone because like sometimes Star Trek would be silly and sometimes Star Trek mm-hmm. would be very serious and social commentary. They didn't usually mix up those storylines. Like you wouldn't have like. Uh, Jordy and Data doing a walka walka holodeck mission at the same time that you know Riker's yeah. trying to figure out transgender people, uh, right. you know, and like I feel um, the action scenes and especially Agnes uh, outwitting the Borg Queen with the kind of like you sure about that <laughs> you, you sure about you, you sure about all them secrets like it's almost like some out of like I think you should leave you know like. Uh. <laughs> sure about all them secrets you think you got um it is it's it's it is weird it's a little little whiplash but i sure like i said i i I do like that they are doing a little bit of you know uh hey uh we want to comment on what's going on nowadays so maybe it's that they're not done that in a while maybe it's that they're not focusing on one thing they're kind of trying to jump both feet into too many issues like every star trek episode would focus on a specific thing that they wanted to yes like an issue they wanted to tackle uh whether it was immigration or whether it was uh you know suicide at a certain age Mm, like sure uh gentrification any of those things Uh they do a whole episode on it here they're doing like three of them at the same time so maybe i'm just feeling shortchanged um and i I should just wait that's that's a good uh that's something that I I was trying to put my finger on too. It's like, why does this feel like it's just, but it is, it's very skip surface level, but the advantage of having this being more, um, serialized Uh is they can fit three episodes worth of social issues across three episodes. Um, yeah, different but it'd also flavors. be really disappointing if this is the kind, then now it's just a smash and grab, get Rios out of there. And, you know, I, uh, but, but I hope they continue to grapple. I hope it's not just like on to the action and tachyons. And I, I well, the, the thing uh, is, like, what, what if, if this was a Neapolitan ice cream, right? Like I, if yeah. I if I'm like, I, God damn, I'm really in the mood for chocolate and I get an episode with one third chocolate in it. I'm like, man, I could have used a lot more chocolate. I would have eaten a whole tub of chocolate here, actually. Yeah. Uh, or if I'm the person who's like, I'm really in the mood for vanilla and i get a tub of chocolate i'm like god i could have used a neapolitan at least i would have had something in there so you know it hits every it hits more people i guess uh, when they're they're trying to tackle these topics kind of in tandem but it's less likely to feel satisfying in any individual episode so yeah maybe i just need to wait i just need to see what the full story they're telling here is um and not get too worked up about it until i know do you know one thing i'm super excited about what's that they figured a way uh, to fridge both Soji and Elnor. <laughs> Our timeline has been sealed off from their presence. And nothing True. against, like, I don't know that there's, I, uh, there's nothing wrong with the performance. And I kind of like the stunt work that Elnor was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but boy, they just, I, they just didn't feel like they belonged. They didn't feel, yeah, like, like, 
I didn't want to see them shoehorned into the adventures. And how are they going to explain, you know, is Elnor going to go around with a headband tied on his head like Spock and start that actually been kind of cool. But I'm act. those are the two most problematic episode uh, uh, characters in terms of kind of grading on me and just ejecting them from the series for the rest of the season. Sure. <sighs> now you just like need Jurati to have a horrible transporter accident and you'd be in heaven. I'm I was sure. I was thinking assimilation. Yeah, she <laughs> okay. should just like yeah, yeah I've got full on Borg Borg drone. Uh, so close, so close to perfection. <laughs> I still like Gerardi. I think the plan here is absolutely insane, like full on crazy. But uh, I don't know. It has a backup. So. Yeah, she's fun. I mean, she's fun. I guess. I just yeah. I just wish they there's just a little bit more. I don't know. I yeah. Well, I I. I I just miss I just miss in Star Trek The Next Generation. Everyone was like a healthy, well-adjusted adult right, modeling, healthy, right. well-adjusted. Actually, behaviors. that's a good point. And now, like, even fucking Picard has got unresolved trauma from his childhood. Yeah. Like, the man that I thought was like, yeah, he's got, you know, he might be a little bit too, but like, shit, he's such a model in command and leadership and, and, uh, you know, non-traditional masculinity, and he's uh, now in the 21st century. Everyone's got to be a fucking basket case. I think you've, I think you just nailed it. Like the thing that's bothering me about modern Trek is they don't have examples to hold up. Like everyone, yeah. the characters in Star Trek used to be examples of of enlightened behavior. Um, yeah, thinking before you go off half cocked, not right. like understanding that you will be emotion, but having your friends. And your f- colleagues pull you back and be like, "Hey, you can't do this. You can't." Fr-. Yeah, like now, how do it's I look at up- the world we live in? But it's aspirational. I- exactly. Yeah. How do I look at Picard's actions and say, "Well, they aren't tainted by his the, the emotional grief that he feels of a lifetime lived without love." Like, <laughs> I have to now question: Is everything that Picard says actually right on? Because in the old series, I never felt like that. I felt like. In Star Trek Next Generation, when Picard said something, it, and, and, you know, I could use my own filters to judge whether I, whether I thought he was a decent human being or not, but I learned over time that he was, and when he said something, it was the truth, right? It was it was something to be respected. Here, you kind of have to look at everything that every character says with a grain of salt, and that gets tiring, I guess, because I have that in every yeah. other show, too. Yeah. It's part of this, like, you know, the whole grimy aspect of Star Trek. Star Trek didn't used to be grimy. No, not at all. And it got a little grimy in Deep Space Nine because of the circumstance. And, like, mm-hmm. it's like, ooh, we li- like this grime. I haven't had grime in Star Trek before. And now it's just like, yeah, we need we need some goddamn detergent. But but I still uh, felt like my characters in Deep Space Nine weren't grimy, right? Like, the world yeah, they were in, the, the actions they that were... Bro- they wouldn't be... Could be broken. Like, you're like, right. Cisco's not going to go on a season and a half long torture arc. Because he just had it up exactly. there, these goddamn fucking Cardassians blowing up the shit and the Bajorans doing the terrorist stuff. He's not like, you know, he's just not going to do it because he's better <laughs> right. than that. Yeah. Maybe a half episode. They'll, 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 he'll, he'll, he'll think about it. But, That's the thing. Uh, he'll, the, he'll like, the, the question will be asked. Deep Space has been a while. <laughs> Probably Jake. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure he'd say yes. <laughs> <laughs> tortured the tortured the shit out of uh, uh, Quark. Yeah. Nog, I'm sure both Jake and Nog would not uh, that would have some things team. to say. Right? Right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. 
I was, uh, I was the one some nerd to like send me a YouTube clip where Cisco's like mm-hmm. pulling the fucking fingernails out of a Jim Hadar because he's in, in a fit of peak and, and and war fatigue. I feel like they they might have kept kept the Ketracel white or whatever it was yeah, from them. Was so that's a, like that's a form thinking, of torture. Like, yeah, I did. I, I was like, that was exactly. I was like, I think they did some weird shit with the ke- with yeah. holding the their their combat drug or something. Yeah, yeah. It's probably wharf, right? Oh, right? I'm sure. Give, give give the Klingon the torture arc. Mm-hmm. Fucking typical. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we should probably start talking about the episode, though. Yeah, I'm ready. Real quick, though, we we do have a possible change of schedule. Uh, we have been putting these out date and time with the episode. Um, it's not clear to us whether we we got three the first three episodes we were able to see in advance. Uh, and it's not clear to us whether they will make more available for advanced copies. If not. We're probably going to start recording these on Friday and then getting them out Friday evening, which is like the day after they release. Mm-hmm. If we could, if you know, uh, it turns out we continue to get another uh, run of of screeners, then we'll have them out the the day and date it, it airs. So yeah. just wanted to let everyone know that. So if you see next week's a little bit late, don't worry about it. Yeah, unless it's Saturday. If it's Saturday, you can be like, "What the fuck? What yeah. the fuck? I was promised." Fr- but but yeah, that's Saturday morning. Give us till Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll get into the recap. Yes. All right, we start off the recap with uh, Seven trying to order their captors to stand down. We pick up right where we left off last episode at at gunpoint. Um, It doesn't work. Instead, they fight their way out of the situation. Rios tries to fly them to safety while they struggle to keep Elnor alive. Q appears to, to, to taunt Picard just very briefly. Almost wonder if he's just seeing him, uh, and this is a there's a thing happening in Picard's head. It's maybe he's not actually there. Anyway, the Borg Queen takes control of the ship and slingshots them around the sun. Um, man, there's a whole lot of shit going on here. I continue to like Seven, it, like it, draw, withdrawing into imperiousness to try as a as armor, and uh, her magistrate husband finally calls her on her. It's like. Mm-hmm. Tell me my full name. And she's like, fuck. And she should have invented starts- one as she was punching him out. <laughs> Ronald knocked the fuck out. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Cornelius McBitch slap. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. I, I think that. Uh, and then they just start. They just start vaporizing people. Do you think that the mirror universe or this evil version of Federation, they don't do stun? Dude, here's what doesn't make sense. They fucking shot Elnor. And with those same weapons, and he's You're still right. around. He doesn't disintegrate. It's so fucking stupid. Why would well, they? You know, why would they Romulans, not disintegrate the Romulan, the one that they're Romulans like? Is that tough? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work on Romulan physiology. There you go. That's what it did. Alex Kurtzman would say about it. I'm sure. I would. Yeah. That. No, that. I. That had. I had my notes to to give a wag of my finger about that because, like, yeah, they. I mean, it's a grievous wound. It's like a like looks like someone blew a Red Bull soda can through his shoulder. Sure. Um. But these guys got disintegrated. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe they. Maybe they're just really over these these goons. They're just. Uh. You know. They they can stun them. They just chose not to. Yep, maybe they could. Also, this is the part where what you were talking about in the introduction that like in my notes, it says somehow Picard's people get the upper hand. It's like they just they just, you know, go for a chop and everything works (laughs) like it's a 30 second long takedown scene and it just kind of works. It's like 
there's on TikTok, there's these like uh, self-defense experts and they always have these ridiculous <laughs> scenarios where like a guy's got a gun to their neck and they're like, all you got to do is like slip down a 45 degree angle, jerk backwards and then, you know, grab the guy's crotch and boom. And there's a bunch <laughs> uh-huh. of response videos where they show like a guy trying that in real life and it just cuts to like heaven because <laughs> the gut i feel like the, I, I need to see a star trek episode sometime where that or maybe it's a bunch of red shirts where the mm-hmm. enemies just have to drop on them and they try the <laughs> double overhand hammer t- right punch and it just nope nope we got the gun to your spine you're dead that's the thing i have seen way stupider fights in star trek this is not the most egregious kirk's pulled some real shit uh sure but you know it, it's just a that's, TV that's thing. That's how that's that's a classic Trek fight, though. Like, you know, uh, oh, yeah. Cisco will be six foot in front of uh, the two Klingon warriors and he just like jerks backwards three feet and they have no idea what to do. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. Klingons have two point five second reaction time. It's just crazy. Uh, so time travel works. They end up in the 21st century. Their ship breaks down and they crash land on Chateau Picard. I, th- I think that is childhood home, which I assume is Chateau Picard. Uh, the ship's power is being siphoned by the Borg Queen, endangering Elnor. So they try and unhook her as Rafi tends to him. So can I say that I was a little disappointed that we didn't get the full Star Trek IV treatment in the time travel? I wanted to see the like yeah. marble statues coming in and out of liquid. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I-, I thought we were because the way they started, it's like, oh, yeah. my God, the LSD trip is starting and it just goes the the credits and we come yeah. back and they're crash landing. I was really just a rewinding tear. Y- yeah, something. Uh, I was really yeah. disappointed. It's a, it's a precision crash too. Holy shit. They're like, Dude. "Oh, we're coming in hot. We can't. We lost all control. Oh, Picard, I'm just going to land it in this 4 square centimeter area. <laughs> no problem." Who writes this cuz Rios at some point says I've regained 37% in navigational control. What does that mean? What the blue fuck does that mean? <laughs> He's got if the I'm starboard engines on, on. And I say, yeah, if I say I got 37% of my controls back in a car, <laughs> th- can I steer but not brake or gas? Can I not shift? Yeah. Like what? You got the clutch 30, and that's it. What does that mean? And it's like, you can say that with a shield. You can say that with like a uh-huh. warp core breach integrity. You can say that with probably even artificial gravity generators, like fractions of... of, of Assimilation of, percentage, of, yeah. But but navigation control? <laughs> I don't you're know, either... Get, get, get this, Jim. I think, I, I think you're either in control of your starship <laughs> or you're not. I don't it's, know. If, if a warp nacelle goes out, can they still warp? Or is half of the I, ship I, warp is... If one of their impulse engines goes out, surely they still have like a percentage of control, right? Like we don't have the maneuverability. When they were dating, I'm 37% (laughs) pregnant. (laughs) I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Do you you bust out cigars on 37%? No, you wait till at least 50. At least. I don't know, man. Um, I have in my notes, Elnor is fucked. And it turns out, yeah, he's totally fucked. Um, he says now is the only moment to Rafi and reminds her about his medallion or whatever uh, as he dies. Yeah. yeah, he's some kind of elite uh, Romulan literalist that they don't. Yeah. By the way, did you understand the joke that he made? 
as he's dying, joke. he says, don't worry, I'm stronger than you think. And she says, prove it. And then mine, because I don't have, I don't have closed captioned. My notes say that he says, can't be Zeep a moment. No, he says now, now is the only moment. And she repeats it. No, no, no. That, that, that's the second scene. There's the first scene where she goes, did you just tell your first joke? <laughs> can't be Zeep a moment. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, oh, maybe I don't, it I don't, is. I don't, well, then why is she making, now is the only, oh my God, it is. <laughs> I think he says the same thing. Why is she making fun of his religious credo? I don't know, because. Is this your first joke? I don't know, I don't man. Know. His first God. joke is he dies. It's rough. Uh, Rafi stores his body, and then there's a scene where Picard tries to get him back on mission, everybody here. Uh, but Rafi's too pissed off at him to move on, at least until she thinks that there's a possibility to save Elnor by traveling in time. Uh, Gerardi reminds, take note of this. Take note of this, because the episode wants you to fucking note this, because they do it twice. They say, Gerardi <laughs> yeah. says, look, everybody, we shouldn't do anything that will alter the timeline, especially don't bring any technology with you. My God, whatever yeah. you do, leave the tech on the ship. And, 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 and if, if all else fails, do not fall afoul of the authorities. Do not go right. see a doctor. Do not get fingerprinted. Yeah. Uh, we are going to break all of this. is like gremlins. Yeah. We're going to tell you the rules you can't break, and then it's just going to be an exquisite ballet of rule breaking But it's, that point on. But, but it's worse. It's as if the... It's as know, if the, the father, it's, well, yeah, I mean, the father does bring home the, the gremlin and then say, hey, don't do these three things. But but it's like if the kid came up with the rules and said, here's the importance <laughs> of not doing it. And then he fucking feeds him after midnight in a bathtub full of water. <laughs> like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. Uh, anyway, so Gerardi, also the concept of like, hey, let's not, let's make sure we don't do anything to make changes to the timeline when they are explicitly there. To yeah. make some kind of change to the timeline, right? I, I want to, yes. Because of this rift, yes. this divergence has opened yeah, up. Don't bring any technology except for this fucking starship and this Borg queen. And yeah, um, I, I want to talk about Rafi because I thought I really liked what Rafi was looking like at the, at the you know, she's looking healthy. She's back on a career. Clearly she's trans. Mm-hmm. She's, she was a shitty mother to her child. But now she saw season Elnor a way to be kind of like in his mentor figure. She's getting a lot of satisfaction. And I understand that Elnor being ripped from her is going to be a lot for her to deal with. Oh, yeah. But the personality change here is pretty fucking extreme. Picard gets up to give one of his Picard yeah. speeches and like three, two and a half sentences in. She's like, JL, you don't understand. I got a quarter pound of snake leaf coursing through my veins. <laughs> I've already gone back. My fucking, I got the black circles under my, my, I, I, I've gone full on Phantom of the Opera and all, you know, it's like, I, it's, she's, she's a lot. She's a lot. Uh huh. Yeah. She feels everything very intensely. I'll say this is, this is a far cry. I, I thought we were going to bring the ready room back this season guys, but the right? ready room in this in, in episode three is out the window. Yeah. Rafi says, fuck your ready room, Picard. I'm out. Literally, she says, fuck it. (laughs) Does she really? No, but she could in this show because. Yeah, that's right. That's true. Picard curses now. Everybody curses. Uh, Yeah, yeah, so the resolution of this scene is Gerardi and Picard stay to revive the Borg Queen while Rios, Seven, and Rafi try to find the Watcher, 
somewhere and in the thing LA. is is like i don't understand why rafi has to be this fucking because it's a good idea like in classic trek they could be like i think it's our best 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 effort is to get the borg queen back online so she can tell us what we need to know but also uh it stands a reason this watcher would have some kind of alien presence some sub subspace thing some alien metal that we could like scan for abnormality and like oh yeah that we're all fucking smart let's do this instead of just i can't fucking sit here and and have you nursemaid the goddamn boar queen while my boy is dead in the body bags ah like it's just it's so much it's so much yeah yeah i mean i i'm trying to think of times when former members of the star trek uh cast have done this like does does riker or laforge or Beverly just go off uh, hell bent on a mission or do they do they do, do, they do their usual shit with them. an intensity do they do they come to like a task with an intensity and use their brain to solve it you know as efficiently and quickly as possible yeah I think that um, I think that I can think of like every single one of the bridge crew acting strangely and emotional, but it's always sure. reacted with the other bridge crew is kind of like they're taken aback and like, you know, right. You know, will you need to fucking calm down and remember to prime directive or mm-hmm. um, it's not like, well, it's just they're throwing a fit. So why don't you two go and babysit them so they don't like go a half cocked? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm just freshly back in Starfleet. She's. <laughs> You know. That's true. Maybe I'm being too much, but like I just I don't know. I just these 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 tormented Star Trek characters. I I just don't know about it. Gotcha. Um. So Gerardi realizes that the Borg Queen is trying to communicate with him and volunteers to be part partially assimilated. It's hard to tell exactly what they mean tops. here. Yeah, thirty seven percent. Uh, to find out what she's saying and to fix her ship, uh, her and the ship actually. And Picard shuts that nonsense all the way down because, of course, he does. Of course, this is an insane plan. I, I, I assumed what was going to happen here after this was Gerardi would just go it alone. Like Picard would say no, and she'd be like, "Fine, fuck it, I'm doing it anyway." And then all hell would break loose, right? Because she doesn't have the failsafe there, and mm. then she's now Borgified, and you got all this shit happening. Um, they don't go that route. They don't go that route. Um, so they have enough power. We find out Rios and uh, Rafi and uh, shit seven uh, are all investigating ways to find the Watcher. And it turns out they don't have enough power for multiple transporter trips, but they can do a one way trip. Um, Rafi says, hey, I found out where we should go. We should go to Marbridge Industrial Tower. It's the highest point in L.A. and we can scan for the aliens there. Get the whole city in one shot. Um, so they scavenge for some clothes that can pass as 21st century and seven feels like uh, feels what it's like to be mistaken for human for the first time in like decades. Right. Like this is a really yeah. good scene. This and a couple of scenes later are are really good. I yeah. felt for seven here like she is in this crazy alternate timeline where she doesn't have the Borg implants and now she's going to blend into a society where she actually can blend in. Mm-hmm. It's wild, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to be kind of like uh, to be subject to a vicious stere- uh, t- uh, stereotype is what it is. Like people see Borg implants on and they recoil in horror. And they clutch their mm-hmm. children a little bit quicker and they like will make eye contact. And 
you know, it's it's interesting to see that explored through the lens of a very attractive blonde woman. Sure, sure. Because, <laughs> you know, like they're like in, in real life, she has Jerry Ryan has never, ever, ever experienced that. Whereas, you know, a lot of people, and especially America, a lot of different minorities um, have, have gotten a taste of that. Uh, but that's, I guess, some sense, like, it's like, is that cool or cringe? Or it's probably in the eye of the beholder, but it is. I liked it. I I, I did like how they were exploring it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's good to see, like, you know, her to be like, re- like, relax something that she didn't even know probably she was, like, tensing. Uh-huh. That's the thing when you know? Rafi later says, like, you look relaxed. You never look relaxed. It's because that's right. changed. That's the thing. She, the eyes aren't on her, aren't bo- right. bo- like, both not seeing her and boring right through her. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Uh, what I don't like in this scene, what I think is asinine, is remember that thing I said earlier that you needed to remember about Gerardi telling everybody, don't change the timeline and definitely leave all your fucking tech behind because uh-huh. if you lose it, you you idiots are like kids having to be told not to touch the stove or whatever. And then Rafi comes up with these communicating communicator badges and says, here, Gerardi said to take these with you. Is that Does that work? Gerardi just had an impassioned there, so, speech okay. about not taking tech, and now she's demanding they take tech with them. Is there and they're taking a tricorder? Between, I don't. Well, I was just I saying, like, know, is man. there a difference between bringing like a phaser and a tricorder and a communicator? Because like, it depends I on how if, communicators uh, like, work. If if if, a tw- if I as a twenty first century person picked up a tricorder as depicted on the show, I wouldn't immediately think, "Oh my god, this came from the twenty fourth century." Like we're in this weird period where it's like, well, this looks like a solid state piece of technology that I don't know what does, but fuck that. I in my real life, I come across stuff like that all the time. Um, yeah, but if like, I mean, she's worried about phaser, scientists that's getting like old it's got and a trigger it. and like someone's going to pick it up and maybe squeeze it and like a laser beam comes out disintegrates. Like that's like shit. That's science. I don't know. Maybe. Is that what they're going for? I don't know. I mean, Girardi was talking about like scientists dissecting shit and I agree. I agree. Technology. Yeah. It's, it's just, yeah, it's the same character. It's the fact that it's the same character. If Girardi had said this and then Rafi goes kind of on her own and says, yeah, here, you need to take yeah. these. But to say Girardi said to take these, maybe she's lying. Or, or, or maybe, oh, it, that maybe she's could lying. be. That could but the episode be. never points that out. Well, it might be something that we discover in the fullness of time because she is acting erratic, but also this show's stupid sometimes. <laughs> like it's right. That's the thing. Yeah, if this is a, 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 a if season one was more rigorous in its storytelling, I would be more inclined to be like, oh, this actually might be something we're supposed to pick up on. But I right. think it might just be a contradiction. But I'd be impressed. I'd be impressed. Yeah. Um, all right, Gerardi keeps pushing uh, Picard to please, please let me be assimilated, Picard. Uh, it seems relatively easy to shut down if anything goes wrong, so Picard finally agrees. I I, I thought like um, I, I like Picard's halfway to hell is not a recommended destination. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really I, I, that was a great classic line and also I just kind of got excited for Girardi when they said you'll be in contact with my subconscious the whole time but she like profusely apologized before because it's going to be like the oh, distilled God. neurotic version of her of course that wasn't nearly as much fun as I thought it would be no they're like just kind of rushing rush rushing through uh the like seven stages of yeah. mortification no there's yeah. that uh you know competing 
respect and annoyance with Picard that I think everybody has when they experience Picard. I like Picard. that. Like, it, yeah. they, they, they play with it for like 15 seconds and as soon as then and it's like, oh, it's time to get down to, you know. Yeah. The uh, Oscar, the Oscar contention performance. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> experience all the emotions one after another. Anyway, uh, so Picard then goes out and reminds everyone, hey, don't take any future tech. Hey, our actions have consequences. Don't change the timeline. And then he beams them out. Um, and then he assimilates Gerardi and waits. Um, can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Since how does assimilation work again? <laughs> Oh, you I thought that there was nanites nano, that got yeah. injected and then you just progressively turned into a Borg and it pulled what it needed. It couldn't like turn you full on Borg, but it can mm-hmm. make implants out of the iron in your blood and do all kinds of shit. And now it's like it's just a it's just a sucker that goes on your neck it's and you like can a get mind 99% link. Borgified and someone unplugs you and then that's it. Yeah, it like, seems like the link is damn, the thing. I get- I, I mean, I, I'm never going to, but it seems like I should watch more Voyager because they just completely rewrote the. I guess so. I don't, I don't know. know if the this Nanites is a Voyager. I were peak, peak Borg menacing. Those like little like, uh-huh. uh, fangs they had. Like, oh man, that was perfect. That was so fucking perfect. Yeah. And I kind of love the irreversibility of it. Like, if you get it stung by this thing, there's a poison yeah. in you and you are it's going to take serious work to get this out of you. It's not something that's just going to go away. And, and it, it will make permanent changes. Like Picard's always hearing yeah. him whispering in his head and it's like, he's got itches. He can't scratch and nightmares and stuff. Yeah. I just, this whole, this is just like an, like an IV. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's the Borg, the Borg, the Borgification is like a saline drip. Because <laughs> as long as you've got 1% out of your body, you can just pull it. I don't mm-hmm. know. I thought it was weird. Uh, so we are in modern day LA where the crew beams into uh, seven appears in front of a young girl. Rios falls two stories to the pavement and we don't really get to see Rafi. Rafi will end up in a homeless uh, tent city. She's in the middle of an alley. She just beams into the middle of an alley and kind of looks yeah. around. Yeah. Um, not much. Ca- I was, I, as I was thinking, I'm like, there's not much care. I know they couldn't do the exact placement. Uh-huh. But boy, they really don't give a fuck about just materializing in front of folks, right? Yeah, it's I mean, good thing only one small girl who's a big Avengers fan saw right? seven, or they'd <laughs> like be in some real trouble. Didn't get beamed into I don't know Staples Center or something. Or is it Crypto.com? I don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> get right in the middle during the, a basketball on the floor game, of the middle of the uh-huh. Lakers game, <laughs> yeah. right? Could have been bad. Uh, Anyway, uh, Rios is taken to the hospital where he drops his communicator and a kid finds it. God damn it, that happened fast. Usually episodes will give it a little bit more time between like, now now just a reminder, don't drop any future tech yeah. to smash cut to the guy dropping the future tech. But yeah. not this show. But this is also, um, they're kind of going through the paces of Star Trek Four. You know, this is very reminiscent of Chekhov falling off the deck of the aircraft carrier mm-hmm. and needing medical treatment and that's how they got this ray gun and all that shit so i kind of thought it worked as an homage and also they're starting to do the this is i mean it became clear to me um that this was a facility for undocumented folk that are don't have their papers in order and they've gotten hurt and they need medical care but if they go to a hospital they're going to get reported to the authorities and probably deported and Mm -hmm. that's going to have devastating impacts on their family and all that stuff so um, I'm like, I'm, I started to sit forward a little bit like, oh, this might be interesting. Yeah. 
No, it is pretty interesting. I mostly like this. Um, Rafi finds herself in a homeless tent city. Someone tries to rob her, but she takes his gun and robs him. Seven finds her and they head toward the seen tower. All those tic- she's seen all those TikToks that show how <laughs> right. easy it is, how easy it is to close the distance between somebody that's got a gun on you. And uh, yeah, this guy's probably malnourished. You know, he might he might not have all his wits about him. It's possible. You know, he's it's true. You you, you beat up a tweaker, Rafi. Right. Good job. That could be you, Rafi. That could right. be you. Another quarter pound of snake leaf and you're going to be in the rolling in the gutters <laughs> with them. I do wonder if she's going to have a storyline like that. Like, is she going to get into opioids or something? Oh, is it going to be like a very special episode of Picard where Rafi struggles with the opioid mm-hmm, crisis? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. I mean, they did drug addiction in TNG. They did video game addiction. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wesley was was immune. Or not immune, but yeah. the last one. I, I, I don't know. And they did this in season one. So this could come back to haunt her. Who knows? I mean, if they want to really cover all the gamut of what's wrong with modern society, you got to get in there. Boy, the Federation peaked 30 years ago, it turned out. That's that's you can't hold uh you, you can't have a you, you can you can build a healthy society but then what is that the the good times breed soft men soft men make hard times hard times make hard men the hard men fuck other soft men I don't know I, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not sure where it goes from there hmm. I blame the the homoerotic apparently the neck slugs whatever those things were uh, you know what that's they where took that over was the peak, federation right? didn't they. Yeah, or or but just like s- somebody saw, you know, those next slugs kind of got shit done. We should maybe follow their lead a little bit. We might not taste like the taste of grubs, <laughs> but God damn it, they make the starships run on time. Yeah, we don't have any problems with trans warp tr- graviton waves fucking up subspace when when the next slugs are running things. <laughs> next slugs, I'm sure they have a name that I just don't remember. <laughs> anyway, uh, they weren't even slug neck neck roaches. Even worse. Oh, right. Yeah, they were hideous. I just remember that. Yeah. Uh, there, there are a couple things here that I thought were interesting. They talk about this societal collapse. Um, Rafi is like, oh, I can't believe, you know, the society with so many problems didn't collapse sooner. Um, we see this Europa, Europa mission sign, which says to boldly go. So it's kind of like, oh, we're seeing like the start of both the Federation and the end of our society uh, yeah. in these things. I, I guess she she's referring to World War Three, right? Like I that whole so. period in Star Trek history. Um, but it is interesting because she says it's a, it's a society of so many contradictions. Because I think that's the yeah. thing. If we just had yeah. problems and everyone was facing them, you know, there's some uh, mm-hmm. esprit de corps of, 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 of shoulder to shoulder. But like you can be homeless and in need of medical treatment right across the street from unfathomable wealth. Yeah. And, and and the fanciest hospitals in, a, in the country, and be told that you live in a free and fair society, and like uh, that's where it's like breaking down for people. Uh, yeah, because problems, problems, people, you know, humans can deal with problems, but the contradictions, the hypocrisy—that's um, the crazy making part, right? Like, right, none of it right. makes any sense anymore, and so yes. it collapses. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, 
so we go back to Gerardi, who is fully be plugged into the Borg Queen here. She's being assimilated. Her subconscious tells Picard what's happening with the Queen. She's she gets dangerously close to that hundred percent mark, and uh, the Borg Queen tries not to let her be unplugged, but Picard pulls it, and it's unclear as if if she has succeeded in her mission. I yeah, it's pretty. I mean, it's exactly what Picard said was going to happen. But I thought, you know, I wish that they had a little bit more fun with it. They took their time with it. Um, yeah, but it I was know. all right. And I, I and I thought at the end it kind of was kind of neat, where it was kind of like a stop slapping yourself situation. Uh huh. And Gerardi was speaking with the Borg's queen queen's voice, but the queen is speaking with her voice. And there's this like it. It's, it felt like our foot race, right? You know, who's going to. Yeah. I don't know. if I don't. Man, Gerard, I guess I need to think of Gerardi as like a Wesley Crusher type where she's not just like a Federation scientist smart. She's like Tony Stark. Yeah. Of the Federation science. So she can plausibly outthink the Borg Queen, which I didn't think a human being could do. I didn't think any human yeah. being. Data. Data can do it. His positronic singular powerful brain made, but like a, a, a just a, a goddamn human. Well, she's uh, she's I, I alone, know. right? I mean, that that might be the difference is she doesn't have the collective True. connection. So, but what the hell is all that shit plugged in their head if it's not if she's just as smart as a Agnes right. and she's hooked into the <laughs> she's pe- the computer of the ship and True. Yeah. True. She's siphoning off power. Mhm. Maybe she's only 37% operational power. And also, like, the other thing I liked is, like, you weren't sure if the Borg Queen is trying to keep them from being unplugged or Girardi because she's also going, like, oh, unlimited, you know, like, oh, so much knowledge, all the information. She was kind of, like, getting addicted to, like, in the way that Picard talked about it, being seductive and addictive like that. Yeah, totally. I, I love the moments where she snaps into what you think of as a Borg, right? Um yeah, I, the monotone, I, vocoded. Totally, yeah. Uh, she's She does that very well. And I, I think this scene is good. I, I definitely felt the tension. Um, they give you a handy counter, so you can just count up the number and see how close are we to it. But other than that, yeah, I like it. So Rafi and Seven arrive at the tower. They ascend it, and they almost get thrown out by security, but Seven flirts her way out of it. Uh, how'd, you, how'd you like this? This is the comedy. This is the comedy you were looking for. Yeah, and, and also, like you said, it's got that uh, her being able to shed the weight of this prejudice she's carried around. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't, I can't believe people dislike me so much. Um, and she's still seven, I, I, right? So she's talking in all this the technical terms for, for photographs or pictures. Or yeah, yeah, whatever. but it's coming across as kind of like charming because it's not like this imperious Borg, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, and they're just very fast on their feet. Like now, mm-hmm. did they say selfie? Do you think that? I guess that would that would probably still because uh, they're they, I thought it was pretty quick on their feet. Them saying, uh, "We're just up here to take a selfie," and I'm like, "Man, if you were 20 years earlier, he would have been like, ready to arrest you." Right? Like, what the fuck is a selfie? <laughs> yeah. What kind of device are you up here taking? What kind of what? Russian bullshit is this? Exactly. But. Yeah. Um, I guess I, I thought that was kind of they, they they made the excuse. Plus, it's it's you know they're also shipping the the show seems to be shipping uh-huh. these too hard. So Seven's kind of like making up this thing about them being girlfriend and and uh, you know Rafi's kind of fluttering about it. Yep. No, it, it's good. It was a fun scene, and yeah. we aren't to like the super serious parts of the episode yet, aside from Gerardi having her head drilled open. 
by mm-hmm. Borg. So, uh, yeah, it worked. Uh, then we go back to Rios, who's examined by a doctor. He tries to leave, but he's got a concussion. He can't really walk around much. Uh, the doctor thinks he's an undocumented ignorant, ignorant immigrant. No, he's well documented ignorant. <laughs> I, I saw season one. It's it's very it's in four K. <laughs> Uh, she's totally cool with that. Um, and she asks him some questions and he tells her about his fondest memory until she crunches his hand bones back into place. And he tries to hail the others and realizes, ah, oh, shit, my combat is gone. Uh, everyone's everyone is so extra in this show. Like, there's not just a person who is just a person. This character, this, this doctor's oh, got this, this doctor is where- just- yeah. First of all, she's the, gorgeous. I mean, that's well, everybody that's on TV, thing. though, right? They're, they're, these are that guy's like, well, maybe if you're as pretty as Rios, you get you get the uh, tell me your life story, I'll yeah. sp- unspring your hand kind of treatment. Um, <laughs> yeah. Know. Everybody else, they just give the wooden stick and say, here it comes. Bite it. Yeah. <laughs> Bite it. Uh, I definitely do, though, get classical guitarist vibes from Rios. Totally. He could totally. That's got to pay. I bet he does. I bet he literally is classically yeah. trained, and they're going to way. They're going to find a way to the shoehorn that in. It's going to be uh, sure. like Jean Luc playing his fucking recorder. Mm-hmm. It's going to be <laughs> yeah. his. Uh, what is that? Guiding light or dying light or? Yeah, the dying of the light. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um. So seven then observes the collapse of society beginning, and Rafi says, hey, I think I saw the Watcher on my screen, on my tricorder screen real quick. It's in MacArthur Park. Uh, and then she sees Rios' comm badge on the tricorder, which turns out to be the kid just playing around with it. It's like, what is this Morse code? And this kid's just like making the chirping noise with the stuff. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cute. Yeah, that's good. Uh, anything about the... And it is also like the, the 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 Star Trek is pausing to have its characters remark on the fact that we're in this major metropolitan area where millions of people are living and the hills are on fire. Yeah. Like, like what a... I mean, if they had done that, like... If, if Five TNG years had ago. done that storyline, ten yeah, even then, yeah. like, we would be like, oh, my God, what kind of... What kind of day after tomorrow shit is this? But right. the firestorm season that we just have now... Yep. Totally. It's wild. And it's wild. Not just there. It's in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, it's hard to ignore um, some of the shit that they're talking about here and showing. Uh, so Rios tries to bargain with the kid to get his com badge back. And he finds out that the kid is actually the doctor's son. And the doctor takes his com badge so that he won't try to leave with his concussion. Uh, Rick and Morty gets a name check in this scene, which I thought was all right. Sure. Yeah, that's uh, that's a reference that I don't know. It'll be like, well, how would you felt if in uh, how'd you felt if when they went back in time in the next generation, they taught they name check Knight Rider? Yeah, I mean, do it. I mean, we're always complaining that like Picard listens to classical music. No music under the sun has been invented that is better than classical Which is music. Still classical music. Like if you listen right. to Run DMC, it's still like you still be classical. Years, yeah, yeah. But but in the 400 years, there has not been music that can touch it in Picard's mind or honestly in all of Star Trek's mind, right? Like, find me in the next generation where the Beastie Boys are played. It just doesn't happen. You got to go to Star Trek 2009 to see that. So, yeah, in some ways, I do like the update. I do like the name drops and, and the yeah. the modernisms. 
All right, before before we move on this uh, this this scene, they 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 talk about where the boy gets his fire because it turns out this uh, boy who's trying to extort cookies from Rios is the doctor's uh, child, mm-hmm. and like Rios gets a sparkle in his eye when he asks about where he gets the fire. Is he going to travel back in time and knock this doctor up? Oh my god! Is that Rios's move? Oh when he's on time my travel missions. God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shit. I also he's get like, a time oh, traveling daddy asks, vibe from him. Yeah, it, sure. right, right, for sure. Right. Yeah. Starfleet's oh man, that might be better a, than yeah. my Borg theory. I like this one. <laughs> Got a what's Borg really bad? Up, but... What's really bad is he could he could warp back in time, and he always does like the the their uh, like like right after the eighteenth birthday. And nothing, nothing technically wrong with it. It just <laughs> Starfleet just kind of thinks like I don't know if you're a good dude. <laughs> yeah, how old does she look? She doesn't look too much older than that's his four. But seriously, what was with that exchange? Like, maybe it's more of like. I mean, he's flirting. He, he sees where he where he gets it from because his mom is like that. Uh, I think right? he also is like maybe wants a family. It's yeah, like, maybe. This, it seems like that's something they're exploring. Uh, but like, man, there if they if they bring her back in time like they do the whale scientist, I'm good. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. Imagine the good know, she Rios. could do in 1876. Find. <laughs> Find yourself a 21st century uh, medical wife. <laughs> he can't. Have, he's have crush, he's yeah, go, to, go to Crusher. See if she's got any references from the uh, Academy days. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Borg Queen wakes up and addresses Picard as Locutus and wants to know. Uh, he wants to know about the Watcher, but the Borg Queen wants to take the ship. Kind of goals at odds here. Picard refuses to give the Borg Queen the ship. And Gerardi wakes up. And tells the queen they don't need her because I got all your info. I stole the identity and the location of the Watcher. Of course, she can't quite remember when the divergence will happen. You sure about all your secrets? I got, uh, I got theories, man. Listening to the Borg Queen talk about like the Watcher really started to get the wheels turned in my head, and I'm thinking. What are you, you gotta, gonna? What are you gonna stop teasing? When are you gonna? When are you gonna? Right now, right now, you okay. got Q right. telling Picard, like, "Hey, your fear is is the cause of all of this." I'm wondering if this isn't all caused. The change in the timeline isn't all caused by Picard bringing the Borg back to the 21st century, and like some crazy situation happens with her contacting the Borg early on like could she reach the borg from here with her collective mind is that possible well because the borg would exist yeah they should right so could she call the borg to earth sooner than what didn't didn't that happen in first contact it does yeah yeah which i mean well implied that like what why the borg were heading over to the alpha quadrant in the first place because you know they were kind of there in the season one of star trek we've talked about that's an interesting question. It could be a repeating pattern. I don't know. It's it's just a theory and that's also, floating around in my mind. And also, it could you could be saying that your fear, literally, of the Borg, like if you didn't, uh-huh. but, but I don't. That's stupid because if Picard hadn't pursued the Borg back, we saw what happened. The Earth got Borgified in the 21st century, and humanity's over. Right. So it's not like it's not like he had the choice. Like you know, 
I shouldn't chase these Borg. It's an Ahab thing. I'm going to cut it off and I'm going to be a secure person in my own space time. Uh-huh. That no, I don't. I don't know. No, That's a- I, I get you. It, it doesn't apply to first contact, but it might apply here. It might be hmm. that, you know, his fear of like what the Borg might do with the fleet that, that she was trying to steal, uh, you know, in the first episode, the very end, if he hadn't called the self-destruct sequence or whatever, it it might have gone differently. Interesting. If I he just know. trusted the Borg. Oh, if he just trusted the Borg. Yeah. Or trusted the Federation to deal with the threat. It's or, yeah, yeah. trusted the Borg even because who knows what were, she was actually there for. They were there to contact you and to ask for help and you. Right. Interesting. So it, I watched be. Red Letter Media, the yeah. uh, Mike and Rich uh, on Red Letter Media talked about the first two episodes. And they, like us, they were pretty impressed with the first two episodes. They had a lot of, you know, a lot of misgivings like us, but um, they're like, well, they're, they they play this game like, you know, what? Well, how's this going to go off the rails? And Rich predicted that he thinks the Borg Queen in the 24th century is going to turn out to be Picard's mother. Okay. Didn't we didn't because we Because we know Picard's this, mother died or was kidnapped in some kind of violent situation in his youth. And for whatever reason, they're shrouding the Borg Queen's face, which we've never seen right. done before. Right. Why would you why would you keep the Borg Queen's face a secret unless it's going to be, you know, uh, what do you think about that? Because that uh, seems just stupid to me. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I mean, could his mother be assimilated? Yes, that's there's so no reason it Earth? couldn't be. But like, yeah, on Earth. Yeah, I doubt she was much of a space explorer, huh? Yeah. Especially when Picard was in his 50s. I doubt she was doing much space exploration. Uh, No, you're right. You're right. That seems stupid. That seems like it couldn't happen. Like, physically, it couldn't happen. Yeah. Not just it would be a wild storyline. But I do, I do think. I don't. Yeah, it, oh, it could be, it could be someone we know, right? There, it probably almost certainly is someone we know. Elnor. Yeah, it's Elnor. It's Soji. It's Soji. Yeah, I like it. Soji. The first android Borg. Hmm. Yeah, they finally they finally got their way into Data's pants. That's just her skin. Years That's just Im- offspring. Improved skin. It's not even a hood. It's just skin. <laughs> Like they're trying it with data and they turned out like human skin isn't as good as it could be. We'll just make it into this stuff. This is carbon fiber nano skin. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, man. I I thought the Borg queen seemed delusional in this scene, ranting and raving about, uh, and this is before Girardi realized, revealed she mentally pickpocked her. Right. But oh my God, how low can the Borg get? Like, are they going to put her into like a dog carrying crate? What, what, what further humiliation? <laughs> yeah. This this Borg, first of all, like, yeah. Borg, how does the Borg have any kind? Again, we talked about the scorpion and frog thing, but the the Borg queen has no leverage here. She's got no legs. She needs a federate. She needs Picard as much as Picard needs her. So, and and Picard is motivated to assist her as far as it goes because he wants to get back in time. He wants to fix this problem. Just sure. why is she antagonizing them again? It's scorpion and a frog, but oh my god, it seems so dumb. I mean, she's got, uh, this is like hanging a, the juiciest, tenderest, most delicious steak you can imagine in front of a dog and telling them not to eat it, right? I mean, she's got an entire planet here that she could assimilate. She's always wanted to assimilate Earth. 
And here it is. These primitive fucks won't know, won't even know what hit them. Go, go out there, start assimilating people. She, it's over. If only she can get her HDMI cable in you for about three hours. <laughs> right? Well, then, yeah. Then, then, These aren't the Borgs of yesteryear, certainly, but. <laughs> oh, she should be. Uh-huh. With these little nano fangs and just infect. It should be like the zombie plague, only worse. It's got to be infuriating, um, though. It'd be so and close. Then, then Agnes pulls a MacGruber and tells her just to score a right style point that like, <laughs> oh, all of your scheming that you think that otherwise you'd be supremely confident in your superiority mm-hmm. turns out opposite. Turns out totally opposite. <laughs> I'm cucking you right in front of Locutus. Uh-huh. But not totally uh, opposite because there is still one key piece of information you have as leverage over us. So right. know that. that I that, don't quite know the thing that you also know. Yeah. So maybe yeah. use and that also, next and, time and, you try. And, but now you know I'm dangerous. So if we ever have to uh-huh. try this game, but game, but again, you're going like, to it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, who? Yeah. Like a sixth grader, sixth grader writes some of these situations. I mean, she kind of is a sixth grader, though. Like yeah, she she's not super immature, emotionally yeah. or st- strategically mature, I would say. Um, yeah, that's true. But, you know, you get what you get. All right. Speaking of getting things, Ice shows up at the hospital and Rios has to flee. Um, he still doesn't have his badge, though, so he's got to go back for it. And then he kind of tries to help the doctor here but boy it goes colossally wrong and he ends up getting both of them arrested yeah it's so funny if she just if he just listened to the uh, the 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 doctor lady uh, uh-huh. probably everybody gets out of there you know is this sexism because i feel like there there is an element of sexism involved like they're harassing this female doctor right um and they come in here and they're like just steamrolling the whole thing. And Rios thinks, oh, I'm the man. I'll go talk some sense into him, right? And I'll pull this ploy. And he goes up there and it just doesn't fucking work because he's an idiot. Well, it's almost, it's a lot of isms. It's probably sexism. Oh, it's totally. probably a lot of timeism. Like, oh, this this 400-year-old savage is right, not going right. to be able to navigate this situation. So I'm going to get in here and be like, what? Yeah. Because he can't even fathom the injustice that, you know, was ha- occurring at the time. Now, you might have read it in a history book, but there's, there's a lot of this, uh, I guess it would be chauvinism, right? Like, just classic. Uh-huh. Like, it's it's not evil. It's benign, but it also is fucky. And can cause a lot of problems. Sure. And obviously racism is in there. <laughs> we wouldn't yeah, have this yeah, situation yeah, yeah, yeah. if there wasn't racism. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it goes colossally wrong. Uh, so I don't, I don't know what happens from here. Like he's not getting out. Where are they? Where the fuck do they deport him to? They just throw him south of the border and call it good. Cause he's, yeah, I don't know, man. That, oh Jesus. Are they going to, he's going to get deported. Probably. Probably. He's gonna have to Why wouldn't things. he? He's going to have to get a coyote to smuggle him back in so the, Probably. the plot can, re, can resume because they have no, no transporters. I mean, oh, right. He, doesn't, he like, doesn't have his comm badge either, so they won't be able to find what's him. What's their plan for fixing the ship? Is the Borg Queen just going to magically do it? Because like the ship has no... like uh, That was one of the big things that they needed in Star Trek Four. is like we need to steal photons from the nuclear vessels so that we can mm-hmm. reconstitute the lithium crystals to get the fuck out of here. Uh, hmm. they don't seem enti- bothered by it's like well we'll just find the watcher and the convergence and everything will be fine yeah I don't know I, I wonder what their plan will be to fix the ship maybe it's just the Borg will you know she'll she'll nano fuck it and everything will be fine I suppose so uh, but that's it shall we consider feedback yeah let's do it alright let's quit, take a quick break and then we'll get uh, we'll open up this here feedback 
All right, we're back. I guess I should say mailbag. I'll say it's feedback mailbag. A feedback is something you strap to a horse so they can eat oats while they're standing up. Yeah. And you got to um, fill a feedback full. You can't just put a true. tiny bit in there. And I feel like that's the, we just have a couple of morsels at the bottom of the feedback. Yeah. I'm strapping a meager bag of oats to your face. Now we got, we got, a, we got, a, we got some points to consider. Uh, if you'd like to fill up that bag, uh, to be fed, <laughs> I've lost yeah. the plot. Feed us, feed us. Yeah. Earl Grey, hot Picard at baldmove.com. That's what it is. Picard at baldmove.com. Tim W's up first. He says, hope all is well. You know it. Hills are on fire. The homeless are encamped. Nothing. And it's be not better. the sound of music. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think we all thought up a clever way the writers can have Picard solve his legacy air issues. This season's next on and season, pre- season previews obviously indicate some time fuckery. Not a huge spoiler here, but with Brent Spiner back uh, being back as soon as a soon descendant and Jean-Luc now being a ro- robot golem. What if Jim soon studies or gets a hold of something from Picard that allows him to start reverse engineering the info that eventually leads to soon type positronic nets or androids. Picard would then be the father of Mm -hmm. data and Sochi and have a long spanning legacy to leave behind as well. It would explain even more his deep affinity for data and his feelings of grief. When he sacrificed himself gives Picard a way to have children and the legacy always wanted. And it explains why soon was able to develop androids. No one else could. The thing is we still, in that universe, there have been androids before, right? Or is, are we just saying they weren't these positronic nets? Uh, yeah. And that's the technology that differentiates the, the B5s or whatever from data? I, I guess so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that that could be interesting. I Boy. But if you're talking about introducing a Noonian-type Android in the year 2024. Yeah. I feel like that has a lot of far ranging implications on the history of the Federation beyond just, yeah. Uh, but I, I do like, I <laughs> so do Picard like, can't I do like leave the, the ship, loops. right? Picard, like talk about future tech. He is the ultimate piece of future tech. I forgot. He's a fucking golem right now, which means, but I, I think he's, I think he's literally like a bat as like a, a Battlestar galactical Galactical, a Battlestar, a Battlestar Galactical uh, type of robot where, like, they're in Like, if a doctor opened him up, they bro. wouldn't notice anything yeah. different about him. Yeah, it'd just be, or maybe they'd be like a, a Westworld robot where it's like it's all meat and then there might be a box or two in there, but like, in, unless you're cutting or scanning real close, you wouldn't know. Because hmm. I thought they made that different. Like, like the, the they made it clear it's like, Okay, you got a robot body, but there's no advantages to this robot body. Well, they you said they specifically the physical- made it so there wasn't. Like, we right, right, programmed these the, things. You have the physical so. speed and strength of a 99-year-old man. You have the erectile uh. dysfunction of a 99-year-old man. You have the... You will pee 19 times every night. You, yeah. do, you, you will not get more than 30 nights sleep. 30, 30 <laughs> minutes of sleep a night because you... Yeah, all that. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. Your balls will touch the toilet water <laughs> when you sit down. We we you know it doesn't have to be this way. We can <laughs> right. We could we have made you better that and stronger. Up to like a, you know a nineteen year old boy, but no, you're going to get to mm-hmm. hang down low, wobble right. to and froze. Yeah, I, I don't know because Gerardi is super worried about like the implants and shit that everybody else has, but she doesn't say yeah. anything about Picard being a monster yeah. of of cybernetics. So yeah, mm-hmm. I wonder if they've forgotten. 
Maybe. I forgot. They'll get so. halfway through the season and he'll just be meat. Um, Gregory pointed out, this is something cool, that Picard's mantle painting in the evil timeline looks suspiciously like his Gurney Halleck from David Lynch's Dune. Uh, if you've never seen David Lynch's Dune, um, P- Patrick Stewart, a spry Patrick Stewart, plays the Josh Brolin role of Ger- Gurney Halleck in that one. And he's fucking right because, uh, you know, the the uh, Atreides, as envisioned by by Lynch, is a little fashy. Look, looks a little, a little fashy in their in their aesthetic. And uh, it's it suits well to Picard's uh, evil federation confederation mm-hmm. look. Uh, Michael H says the first episode hit us hard with the message Picard never exposed himself to others very deeply on a personal level. You believe uh, that his obsession with Starfleet prevented him from forming these attachments. I think his career is a result of his isolation and not the cause. I think we're going to learn that his defensiveness comes from earlier trauma. Starfleet provided a legitimate excuse for avoiding emotional intimacy, which was a pre-existing condition. Just my two cents worth. Oh, yeah. I think it's both. And it feeds back into it. Right. Like as he as his career progresses, he becomes busier and busier and more devoted and focused. And it feeds back into, uh, yeah, the whole loop. I don't know. Like I said, I I hear what you're saying, Michael. And I think and I'm not going to I mean, I think you're right. Uh-huh. I, it just goes back to what I said in the intro is I kind of miss when Star Trek The Next Generation was full of like healthy adults who regularly saw counselors and therapists and, you know, took their health seriously. And, and uh, you know, uh, I don't know what happened in this federation. And also, I kind of think it's cool because like how many times in cinema and, and TV do we see heroes who are brilliant at their job? But because they are obsessed and they're essentially married to it, it destroys their personal relationships. And they're like, I was like, like Man, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Or like <laughs> Jimmy McNulty on the wire or. Okay. Yeah. Like anybody like, you know, it's like, uh, like they're all torn up. It's like, it'd be kind of cool to be like, you know what? This guy's just the captain of a starship and he understands what he's given up. He's seen the roads not taken. He's seen right. families living and he's he, but this is what he wanted to do. Yeah, like, that's the healthy and, relationship with that life, right? Yeah, and he lives in society that affords him. Like, you don't have to reproduce. You don't have to increase the consumption and the productivity. You can be a starship captain. You can explore. You can engage in architecture, and and and, and you make those trade off will- willingly. And and now yeah. have a Picard who has unresolved tra- childhood trauma to where his whole s- s- career at Starfleet is a cope, perhaps. Mm-hmm. You know, and like. It's not an inv- it's like I'm not saying it's not a valid character thing to do, and you you could even argue that in this stage in the 21st century, maybe we need stories of like people overcoming their trauma and being inspirational. But like, God, we got a lot of shows that are dealing with that kind of stuff right now. We don't have very many shows that are showing what life could be if we got over all of this bullshit. Yeah, if we could, you know, kind of conquer our 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 shame and the things that. Uh, that hold us back and that that keep us trapped in these these cycles. Like, what if we could advance beyond that? You know, uh, mm-hmm. if we had hundreds of years of us taking mental health seriously and working on the science of that. Yeah, I don't know. Moving on to Nicole K says, "I just listened to your episode two coverage and I had a thought I wanted to share. You brought it to the right place. I've pretty much been in Aaron's camp about Girardi all last season. I found her character pretty damn annoying, but I actually liked her better in episode one when she was drunk and snarky. 
This reminds <laughs> me of the character Tilly on Discovery, which I think uh, if you guys watch, understandably. This is the uh, redhead, right? Yes. God, I hate her. We, I, didn't, I think we even name-checked. I didn't know what her name is, but like that, yeah. yes. Because I've seen just enough disco to know that this is a this is a manic pixie trek girl. Yes, totally. And like this this kind of like fast talking uh, word pixie salad geek girl maybe. I, yeah, yeah, super into anime and is excited mm-hmm. about like this. It's a it's a it's it's a bit of a trek trope. It seems like in modern in modern trek. Yeah. Um. But Nicole says you know this also very smart but annoyingly bubbly woman who they finally shipped off this season. It's uh, hard after watching a strong, brilliant character like Naomi on The Expanse and pretty much every other woman on that show to then see a woman who is supposed to be an accomplished scientist portrayed as this awkward, giggly schoolgirl. You're right. It's yeah, you're right, because that's one of the things where I guess I'm have to take Agnes seriously because she reads as kind of a moron, you know, socially, certainly. And emotionally. Yeah. But like, I think that to beat the board queen, you would need more and in, in, in more going on than IQ, you know? Gotcha. Like, it's got to be more than just raw intelligence that beats someone who has consumed over 9,000 civilizations, right? And then that's uh, why that first scene with her in season two works so well, right? Because she like immediately deduces the situation and shuts it down in like a very right. clever and snarky way. Yeah. I, I yeah. do like that scene with her, certainly. Do you think the addition of the Patton Oswald cat could be an attempt to add a little extra likability to her character this season? Uh, man, I was excited about Patton Oswald the cat. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we'll ever see Patton Oswald the cat again. Not in this timeline, I wouldn't think. I hope maybe she gets a maybe she gets a twenty four. Oh man, what if the cat as, uh, assimilates into the Borg? <laughs> <laughs> Patton Oswald Imagine as the Borg Queen, the Borg yeah, queen. Yeah, yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, acting like a Japanese cat girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's too silly not to do. Come on. Oh, man. I can just see with the collar with the bell on it. Little pointy ears. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall, I've really enjoyed the first two episodes. I'm very excited for the season and your coverage. Well, thank you, Nicole. I'm uh, like I said, I, I give this show a lot of shit, but I love these characters. I love Star Trek and uh, I do have a hoot watching it. Josh B. In the DS9 episode past 10, Cisco, Bashir, and Dax travel to 2024. And torture everyone alive. Oh, no. (laughs) shit. They force everyone to overdose on Ketracel light, and then they withhold it, and then demand to know how many lights there are. Uh, Basically, San Francisco and other cities have walled city districts where the lower classes live. Yes, I remember this episode. Cisco had to impersonate Gabriel Bell. It's, mm-hmm. Oh, I remember this episode that started a movement towards better times during the coin uh, Bell riots in a Deep Space Nine episode. Yeah. This is almost like a, a, a Quantum like a, Leap episode. Sure. Yeah. It, it takes place back in the 60s. Is that right? Uh, no, it takes place in 2024. 2024? Holy yeah. shit. Okay. It's interesting that the writers picked the same year as that episode and both take place in nearby cities, plus also name-dropping Cisco in the dark reality. Could um, we get Cisco? I'm hoping Cisco shows up, man. They'd have to be de-aged if, they, if this mission was sure. bumping in. That, that would be fun. I think that would be a lot of fun if they could composite them. But San Francisco is a bit of a drive from L.A., right? Like and that's the hours. thing. And that episode is self-contained. Like, they get in. You kind of spend all your time with them. And then they get out. So, it's not like 
there would be any real time for anything to for meetups in L.A. Right. It would fuck up the timeline, probably, if right. there was time. Yeah. So probably not going to happen, but I would love to see Cisco in some other some other way. I would, too. Because it's an like, alternate timeline, so I guess it could happen. Like, yeah. it totally could happen. This is true, too. This is true, too. I would like to see Cisco as well as an old, because I think they both have, although, like I said, the, the problem with Cisco is he's ascended to the Bajoran godhood. Uh-huh. Um, but it would be interesting to see. Although, uh, yeah, like, does he still have beef with Picard? Did they ever resolve that officially? Mm, now that I remember, but. I, I thought that was of one of his arcs, but like he, like if he ascends into the wormhole, then like if he comes back from that and is like, you know what, Picard, <laughs> fuck you for killing my wife in the battle of blah blah blah. Uh-huh. It, uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know about that, but we'll uh, I would like to see Cisco as, uh, but you're not. He's it's like like wanting to see. I don't know. Wesley was a traveler and he showed up in uniform at. Will well, Riker that's the thing. It's a different timeline, right? Line. So like, yeah. If you do see him, he might not be the same uh, emissary or whatever. Uh, all right. That is it. That's all we have for feedback this week. Pick hard at baldmove.com if you'd like to know, uh, let us know what we think about the podcast maneuver. What do you think? We know what we think. Uh, what do you think about the podcast maneuver? We will again. Programming note: Don't don't f- forget. We uh, might have the episode out a little bit later if we get screeners, and we still kind of holding out the hope that we will. Um, although it seems like they only sent out three, and they haven't sent us any more. Uh, if we don't have those screeners, then we probably won't get this next episode out, the fourth episode out, until f- later Friday evening. Uh, but if we do, then we'll keep to the scheduled time. And if and if we do get it next week, I'd I'd have the expectation we'll continue to get them. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, thanks for joining us. We'll see you here next week, uh, either at the regular time or slightly the no screener copy delayed time. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya.